Chapter 49 Flashback Marty McFly Five Months Earlier Alarms were going off incessantly, and Jake knew he had fucked up. This was no longer funny or a cool story he could tell a friend's kid about, when and or if he got to be an old man. He couldn't tell his own kid because sure as shit he wasn't having any, none that he knew of anyway. It was supposed to be a quick little in and out, and it had turned into an Indiana Jones type escape. The massive boulder rolling behind him trying to crush him had been substituted for two giant security guards chasing him down a hallway, vying for the right to get the first punch through Jake's face and out the back of his head. Instead of the safari-style shirt and pants with wide-brimmed hat, he was dressed more like James Bond, wearing a full tuxedo and sexy patent leather loafers. On paper, it sounded pretty simple. Get a nice, tailored tuxedo and attend a black-tie benefit for a Republican senator that was being held at some rich guy's mansion in Woodland Hills. That was obviously the easiest part of the job. The hard part was fucking the rich guy's young wife and taking some candid pictures and videos of the act before delivering them to Max. The price Max had offered was $50,000, and Jake knew he could have gotten $100,000, but he also would have done it for free. He just wanted to see if he could fuck the wife. It sounded like a real Jake thing to do. Jake loved filming his adventures and fucking and sucking, but it was always with willing participants who knew they were getting filmed, so he decided he would fuck the rich guy's wife and film it, but only if she gave the okay. And he wouldn't hand it over to anyone. Hashtag personal use only. Martin McClintock, the name Max had given him, suited up quite nicely, and, besides the staff, he was the youngest person there by a good ten years. Well, he was the youngest man there. A lot of the wives were his age or younger. The fake ID was pretty good and got him in the door without any trouble, which was surprising considering the amount of money that was there and the fact that the photo on the ID wasn't even Jake. He was pleased to find out there was no video recording going on, which he found odd, but he assumed there must have been some shady characters attending the party who didn't want their affiliation to be documented. Jake surveyed the scene. It was a literal treasure trove of trophy wives and trophy insignificant others. All he had to do was find the right one to fuck. The rich guy who owned the mansion strode directly up to him as he entered and played 20 questions. He could see Jake didn't belong, and from the line of questioning, it seemed the rich guy thought he was some undercover reporter from Vice magazine trying to do an expose on Republican benefit dinners. Jake told the rich guy enough right-wing garbage to allay his fears and confirm the wealthy trust fund kid persona Max had gotten for him. To say Jake was disappointed was an understatement. There was no chase, there was no challenge, it was like her pussy was a heat-seeking missile and Jake's cock was the hottest thing in the room. After the rich guy had left to schmooze with some other guest, she found her way over to him almost immediately, and Jake, though disappointed in the lack of challenge, was excited at the sheer hotness of the wife. This guy hadn't just found some beautiful, modestly dressed young woman. He had found a groupie of a 1980s hairband to marry. Her tits were as big as her head, and Jake estimated they were at least 800cc in volume, but he wouldn't be surprised if they were bigger. And he hoped they were. Her juicy tits were jammed into a sequined evening dress, which had a long split on the side that came ever so close to revealing what Jake assumed would be a tattoo above her pussy that read, Enter Here. Her name was Tara. Of course it was. 
She was 24 and she had been in L.A. a grand total of six months before the rich guy had met her drinking at the bar of the Beverly Wilshire. He had immediately brought her into his house, booked an appointment for her to get a deluxe set of implants and a few other minor cosmetic procedures. She was more than willing. She had come to L.A. from a small place in Texas to be a model, but had realized immediately she was no longer the hottest girl in town. The rich guy had taken advantage of this fact and had destroyed her ego, comment by comment, causing her to act out and become the horniest housewife in the valley, which was quite the feat. She was already half drunk when she approached Jake. From the smell of her breath, he assumed she was drinking vodka on the rocks at best, or vodka shots at worst. Either way, Jake knew he was going to be in for a wild ride. They exchanged pleasantries as she crept closer and closer to him. Jake had to look around to make sure the rich guy wasn't watching. He wanted to fuck her, not be the pawn in their little mating ritual. He was relieved to find the rich guy had disappeared and there didn't seem to be any security guys or Donald-esque butlers lurking around to pour cold water on his game. Even though he was getting paid to fuck her, Jake found her super sexy and loved her thick Texan accent. He's a fucking asshole, you know that, right? Tara blurted out as she grabbed Jake's arm and caressed his bicep. His cock's fucking tiny, too. And that was it. The chase was over. Within three minutes of talking to Jake, she had told him she didn't like her husband and that he had a small dick. She was waving him in. He just had to make sure he didn't crash and burn. Hun, you're fucking hot. Even if he was the nicest guy in the world, Jake said with a half smile. I'd still want to fuck you. Tara paused and Jake waited for the outcome of his daring maneuver. He definitely had skipped a few steps, but he knew she was already waiting for him to show his interest or at least fawn over her, and you know goddamn well he wasn't going to do the latter. You're a fuckboy, aren't you? Tara whispered sexily. What if I told my husband? Tell him, Jake said as he pretended to look around for the rich guy. Actually, I'll go tell him. If you don't want to fuck me, what do I care? He actually cared a lot, but he wasn't going to play games. Every second he wasted not fucking was a second he could be using to fuck someone else. Shut up, Tara whispered. Of course I want to fuck you, dummy. God, can't a girl have some fun? If you want fun, babe, Jake said smoothly. Take me upstairs. We're past playing games. Tara met Jake in the dimly lit mini movie theater at the back of the house, exactly where she had told him to go. As he waited, he wondered how many guys had done the same before. Hey there, handsome, Tara said as she entered the room. You came, Jake said as he walked towards her. Of course, she said as she took off the spaghetti straps that had been struggling to contain her breasts. You know I want to fuck, and you better be good. Well played, Jake thought. He knew there was nothing more powerful than a girl throwing out a challenge before they engaged in sex. It was performance anxiety fuel. Get on your knees, Jake whispered as he marveled at her massive tits. They hadn't even kissed, but he knew she would, and she did. She got down on her knees and grabbed one of her huge tits and squeezed it. Any hint of performance anxiety disappeared into the ether. Jake didn't even unzip. He just pulled his erect cock out and pushed his pants down a couple inches so his balls were free too. Tara aggressively grabbed him by the pockets of his pants, bringing him closer to her. There was no shy tonguing of the head of his cock or jerking of his shaft. She just started sucking on his dick, getting deeper with every mouthful, and Jake looked down in awe. 
She was inhaling him. An excess spit was dribbling down her chin onto her perfect tits. She practically had both hands in his pockets using them for leverage. This was not her first rodeo. You're fucking awesome, Jake said. You're blowing my fucking mind. As if he was challenging her, Tara went deeper than she had before. Tears streamed out of her eyes, but she kept trying to go deeper, gagging on the head of his cock. He thought about pulling out his phone and taking a pic of this amazing sight, but he didn't want to ruin the moment. He wanted to absorb everything about this in his mind. A photo just wouldn't do it justice. Let me smash, Jake whispered, trying not to blow right there and then. Tara pulled her hands out of his pockets and leaned back on her elbows, showing Jake she wasn't wearing any underwear. Her pussy glistened as she rubbed her clit with her fingers. There was no tattoo. He didn't need it. He knew where he was going to enter. Jake got onto his knees and crawled towards her pussy, licking his lips in anticipation. As he ducked his head to taste her, she grabbed him by the sides of his head and pulled him up. We don't have time, Tara whispered. Just fuck me, okay? Jake was stunned for a second. He had forgotten they were in the midst of a party and she was the host, and her absence was probably noted by someone. If you insist, Jake said as he positioned his cock at the entrance to her pussy. Contrary to what you're thinking, Jake's a generous lover. He would have gladly eaten her out and enjoyed it. Time didn't seem to be an issue, because they fucked for a solid 15 minutes in every position they could, which wasn't many given she was wearing a long gown. Jake could see why the rich guy had locked her up. She was hot, she was fun, and you could make her come by just putting your dick half an inch inside of her. She was the ego boost every man needed. Jake didn't stop to smell the roses when she told him to come on her. He just pulled out and she dutifully got on her knees and presented her juicy tits. Tara bitched and moaned about her husband as they cleaned up in a small bathroom to the side of the mini movie theater. Jake nodded and agreed and disagreed in the right places, but truth be told, he was mentally checked out, still trying to process the whole experience. She started telling him about how she cheated on her husband all the time and how she could get him killed if she wanted, but the prenup was so airtight she would get nothing. Jake didn't know what to say to that, but it definitely made him want to call up a doctor friend to organize a run of antibiotics to kill off whatever was currently swimming in and around his cock. She pulled out her phone as he wiped the sweat from his brow and pushed it to his hair, catching any loose strands as he styled his hair in the mirror. So, what's your number, babe? Tara asked. I can't give you mine, of course, but we should do this again. Jake put his number in her phone himself. He was like a giddy schoolboy, and he almost put his real name instead of his alias Martin. She took the phone back, and he noticed her type something short into the text message app and press send. He was a little confused because she had just told him he couldn't have her number, so why would she text him? Everything was forgotten as she looked up at him sweetly, and he was instantly hard again. That was until alarm bells started blaring. You better go, sweetie, Tara said calmly. What? Jake asked as he looked around the room. You better go, Tara insisted, motioning for Jake to leave the restroom. They're going to be looking for you. Jake turned to her and smiled. He had been betrayed. He had been made a pawn in her little game with her husband. Thanks for the fuck, I guess, Jake said as he walked out into the hallway. There he is, a guard yelled as he pointed a sausage-like finger in Jake's direction. It wasn't the first time Jake had run for his life, but it was the first time he had done it while wearing a tuxedo. 
He made easy work of his escape, and in no time he had jumped over the fence that separated the mansion and the outside world. It wasn't long before he felt his phone vibrate, and as he pulled it out to see a message from an unknown number, his heart skipped, most likely due to his cock becoming fully erect at the thought of Tara texting him. The message read, Hi Martin, hope you got out okay. I just want to tell you that in your pocket is a bag of diamonds. Cool, huh? My friend George is around the corner and he'll pick them up from you and take you wherever you want to go. Jake froze as he reached into his pocket and felt the small velvet bag. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. He had just been set up in the most bizarre way. It was like someone had taken a David Mamet screenwriting course and was trying out a few of his pointers. He didn't even consider following the text message's commands. He knew George would most likely be the last person he ever met, and he still felt like he had a lot to give to the community. Jake smashed his phone on the ground and shed a small tear for all the girls and their precious numbers that were inside. He vaguely knew where he was, but he thanked fuck he was in the valley. There were a lot of places to lay low, and he had a lot of friends in low places. At Killing Jake Nothing is ever free. Everything comes with a nice fuck you. Hashtag, should have got pics.